founder of Setting Captives Free, shares how you can experience the freedom purchased for us by Jesus Christ at the cross. Hello everyone, this is Mike Cleveland and I'm coming to you today from Washington State. I have the distinct privilege and honor of having my wife join me. Jody. welcome. So glad to have you on the podcast today. Hi, I'm glad to be here. We're excited to be coming to you with a message that we believe is very important. And one of the things that we've noticed in our years of ministry, and it's actually one of the the worst problems that we have seen, is that marriages can be based on the law or performance oriented rather than on the gospel with grace at the center, with love overcoming and overflowing into the marriage. And so we want to address this in hopes of helping uh, you, uh, hoping to help to um, bring in the power of the cross to your marriage. And so, Jody, as we think about this issue, what are some of the defining characteristics of a marriage that is under the law? Right. Um, Well, the reality is it's not just marriages, it's any relationship, but um, uh, any relationship, especially marriages that are based on the law, are going to be kind of like on the point system, right? So um, when you do things that I like, you go up in my book and I treat you really well. But when you do things that upset me or that make me angry or that are sinful against me, uh, that hurt me, then I treat you um, in in a cold way, perhaps, or in an angry way. I want to punish you, right? That's what the difference is. When you're under law, you're based on... um, Uh, punishment um, for wrongs and approval for rights. Yeah, it's it's very much like how we train a dog, isn't it? Oh, I hate to say that, but (laughs) kind of true. And, uh, you know, we're not dogs. No, we're not. Um, And so marriages should not be under this point system where uh, if you do good today, well, I give you some points and you are acceptable to me today. Um, whereas if you if you do something wrong, then I have to take a few points away. Well, um, or rub your nose in it, or you know, just treat you meanly. Right. You know, so that you feel the pain, and you don't want to do that again. Right. Now, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with me needing to feel the pain? Me needing to understand the consequences, and me needing to 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 understand deeply what I've done. What's wrong with that? Well, it's just a base um, way of interacting. It's not supernatural. It's based in the flesh. Um, like you said, you train animals this way. Um, or or uh, unbelievers, people outside the faith, can interact this way. This is nothing unique or, or um, different. As believers, we interact with each other, with others, with all we come in contact with in a supernatural way, meaning... We are walking by the Spirit, and the Spirit of God enables this supernatural interaction, uh, this different way of treating people. Um, And certainly in a marriage, we need to um, be walking by the Spirit so that we interact together in a way that is supernatural, grace-centered, love-filled, ways that are not according to the flesh. 
This is especially true because in Ephesians 5, Paul tells us that the marriage between a man and a woman is a picture of Christ and the church. And Christ does not treat us according to the law. So it is imperative that as Christian, as believing men and women, that we do not treat each other that way either. Right. Or we ruin the picture. That's right. The picture has mud thrown on it. Uh, when we react according to the flesh, when we uh, respond as if we were under the law and we're putting our spouse under a performance type of a system, we are, are putting mud all over the picture of Christ and his bride. So, Jody, let's go through a couple of verses of Romans chapter 8. We've been looking at these verses a lot in our ministry, and I think they'll be helpful we may have to do a couple of podcasts on these verses because they're so practical and they're so helpful. So um, let's just kind of work through the first four verses together, <clears throat> excuse me, and we'll talk about it as we go through it. So I'm going to read from the Amplified Version, and mine says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation, no guilty verdict, no punishment, for those who are in Christ Jesus. And so right away, the first thing that we have to understand is when we come to the cross of Christ, what we're seeing is Jesus being punished in our place. Therefore, there is no punishment left for us. Jesus was condemned to death. He took our condemnation on himself. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for us who are in Christ Jesus. This is the basis upon which God interacts with believers. There is never any condemnation. Jody, why is that important in a marriage relationship? Well, if, um, if uh, I am operating under a situation where I feel condemned, then I'm going to react um, in a negative way, right? Condemnation makes you feel bad. It weighs you down. So if you're treating me in such a way that I feel condemned, I'm going to be crushed and 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 deflated and disabled even in my faith because, well, I failed. I'm a miserable failure. I can never achieve. I'm never going to get this right. There's this condemnation that weighs heavily on me. So there's that aspect of it. But, but even deeper than that is the condemnation that um, has been removed of us uh, between us and Christ, us and God, right? So if I still believe that I'm under condemnation from God, then I, if you, if you don't have a right relationship vertically, there's the relationships horizontally are always going to be off kilter, right? They can't be right if your relationship with the Father and Christ and the Spirit are are off. So there's there's those two aspects to it of either condemnation, I'm still under the condemnation of God, so I'm not free, I'm not walking in the spirit, I'm still under the sin, the law of sin and death. Um, Paul even said in Romans 7, he said, um, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? And then he follows that with, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So, so if I'm not saying thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord, and I'm not being delivered from my body of death, if I'm not living in what Christ has done for me, then I, that means I'm living under condemnation. And when you're under condemnation, you are 
just flattened. This is no, no life, no joy, no rejoicing, no ability to, to uh, grow. That's a really good description of a bad situation. Um, condemnation we've described before is like a very heavy weight Mm. And it just pushes down on you and you feel as if you are going to be, like you described, flattened. Like you have this weight on you that is just pushing you down to the ground and you can't ever seem to get rid of it. You can't ever seem to get uh, to where you're, you're feeling free, the load is lifted. It's just condemnation all the time. Now, this is the benefit of the cross of Jesus Christ. Yes. Um, because at the cross, Jody, if you look at it, what you're seeing is Jesus being weighed down. Jesus being put under the burden of your sin and your guilt and my sin and my guilt. It's condemning him. God the Father has officially and legally judged his son in your place. Yeah. And determined him to be guilty. Yeah. And has condemned him. And put him, sentenced him to death, and then put him to death, even death on a cross, like a criminal. Right. As he hung there, Jody, he was under the condemnation that you and I deserve. Right. And therefore, we can be entirely free from it. We can't, we're, we're not just under no condemnation because God's winked at our sin, right? No. Um, no, he put our sin on his son yes. and his son bled and suffered and was nailed to a tree and wore a crown of thorns and had his back striped. Why? So that we would be free yeah. from condemnation. And so the burden is lifted at Calvary because now we there is no condemnation, no guilty verdict for us, no punishment for us because Jesus was punished in our place. So that's the foundation of a good marriage. Right. A good marriage is where you look at me, who I've done wrong to you, and you treat me as God treats me, hmm. which is no punishment, right. no condemnation, only love. Love covers over a multitude of sin. Okay. It doesn't bring it up and throw it in your face. It doesn't make you look at it. It doesn't treat you according to your sins. That's just the natural way of treating you. Right. If I treat you according to your sins, if you treat me according to my sins, there's nothing supernatural about that. Right. That's what the world of unbelievers do. Right. Uh, and we don't react or respond that way. We aren't under that system. According to Romans 8, 2, Jody, why are we not under that system of condemnation and punishment and judgment? Because the law of the spirit of life has set us free in Jesus Christ. It set us free from the law of sin and death. You know, um, I was thinking as you were talking just then that uh, this is what we're, um, a good example of this is the prison system because whenever someone, let's say they commit a crime when they're a young person, right, and they get a felony on their um, record, right, then the rest of their life, that felony mark is on them because the law has put it on them. They've labeled them. They've tacked it on. And for the rest of their life, they are followed by this past sin, right, and they can't escape it. 
um, unless they go through some extraordinary, you know, you got to go to the court and you got to get your record expunged and there's a lot of hoops you have to jump through, right? But, but when we treat each other in this performance-driven way, it's like we're, all, we're felons and we're, we're being followed around by this history of our past failures and we're not escaping it, right? It's constantly with us. But Jesus... Jesus came and he paid our debt. He jumped through all the hoops. He expunged our record. He washed us clean, made us blameless. Now we're free of our felon record. We're no longer criminals, right? We've been made pure and spotless and beautiful. Why would we want to go and take on a label to ourselves or worse, tack it on to someone else who's been washed clean, right? That is beautiful. That's really powerful to consider as an illustration. Uh, an illustration came to my mind as well, where Barabbas was under condemnation. He was facing the cross himself. He Rightly was so. He was justly going to be punished with the death penalty. Right. But then the message came to him, Barabbas, you're free to go. Yeah. And, and we think, what in the world? What do you mean I'm free to go? I did the crime. I have to do the time. Uh, I have to pay for my sins. The wages of sin is death. Uh, the government has condemned me. And someone steps in and says, no, somebody's dying instead of you. Mm. Jesus of Nazareth is taking your cross and Barabbas goes free. He's under now no condemnation. Why? Because Jesus is dying instead of him. We are all Barabbases. We to know that. It really yes. is to not see ourselves as less than. Right. Barabbas. Yeah, yeah, we're no longer felons. We're no longer Barabbases. Yeah. Um, Jesus has taken the pun punishment, the penalty, and we get the pardon and the power. Yeah. And, and this is why we treat others differently. We, I don't look at you. You don't look at me as a past felon, mm -hmm. as Barabbas. Oh, I got to live with this Barabbas. No, we look at each other the way that God looks at us, which is clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 I was just thinking that. <laughs> says that we no longer treat one another according to the flesh. We don't view right. each other naturally. That's right. That's according right. to our sins. Right. We see each other as righteous and holy, not as felons, but as forgiven. Yes. Um, and, and so this is what uh, Romans 8, 2 is talking about. Now, let's look at Romans 8, 2 for a minute. Great. For it says, the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being, the law of our new being has set you free from the law of sin and death. So Jody, there are two laws two systems by which we could interact with each other. One is the law of sin and death. Mm. The other is the law of the spirit of life. Now, the law of, the, of sin and death was only active as long as we were alive. Mm. The law is only in force for people who are living. Mm -hmm. Okay, So this is important to know. That through the cross of Christ, you and I, our old selves, our old man, our old person has been crucified and has died. Mm -hmm. So that law no longer applies to us. Right. So we aren't under the law of sin and death. Now, our old man would have to obey this law. 
when the temptation would come to me to sin, to, to view pornography, to be sexually immoral, or to overeat, or to any, you name it. Right. I was under that law. I had to obey. It was my old nature responded to the law of sin and death because I, my old self, was alive. So Jody, what happened now, and we mentioned it briefly earlier, but so that we aren't under that law anymore. What had to happen so that we're now under a new law? Right. Well, Christ died on the cross and we were in him. So I died. I was in Christ when he died on the cross. I, the old me, died, right? Then we were in the tomb with Jesus for three days. Then we rose to new life in him on the third day. So I had to die with Jesus. That's what had to happen. There had to be a death. And, um, and, and it's really easy to get caught up in that, oh, Jesus died. But it's important and imperative even that we remember we died with him, right? We died with him. So we are no longer bound to the law of sin and death. No longer. We still um, experience it, right? We live in a fallen world. We live in weak, fleshy bodies. Um, so there is an um, interaction that we have with it, the law of sin and death. But we are not bound to it. Right. Right? Um, and that's the importance of the cross. And I would say that one of the problems we see a lot is people not understanding that they died. They right. can see that Jesus died. They got that one. Oh, yeah, I know Jesus died for my sin. Uh-huh. I learned that at five years old, and I got that already. Let's move on. No, you're missing the point if you, if you say it like that. Do you understand that you put your name in there, died with Christ? When you look at the cross, do you see yourself... That old man that did pornography, that was sexually impure, that man died. Right. That's the glory of Calvary, is that it not only put Jesus to death in a substitutionary way, he was my, he was my representative as he's dying on the cross. That's true, and that's glorious, and that's wonderful. But I died too. Mm-hmm. I have been crucified with Christ, right. and I no longer live. That is a glorious statement and it affects the way in which you and I interact. Surely, if I died, I'm going to live differently than if I didn't die. Absolutely. And so this is an imperative to understand that I actually am not under the law of sin and death any longer. I am not required to obey when sin comes knocking at my door, when temptation hits me. I do not have to obey that because I died to that. I died to sin. I died to the law. I died to condemnation. Mm -hmm. I died. You died to death. And I died to death. Right. (laughs) Yeah. How many things did we die from? Praise God. It's been a lot. It's good. And so now... Who knew dying was so great? (laughs) (laughs) Now we're under a new law. Yeah, right. Now it says in Romans 8, 2, that we have the spirit of life, which is our new law. Yeah. So this is an amazing law. The spirit, who is a person, he's the third member of the Trinity, is our new law. So Jody, what what different, I'm just thinking here about being under the law of the spirit of life. What difference does that make, for example, in a marriage? 
Oh, it's it's completely. I mean, I, it's it's like night and day, right? Um, because when you're under the law of sin and death, right? It's it's very much like what we talked about at the beginning, where you're it's rules oriented, it's performance driven. But when you're under the spirit of life, when you are submitted to Him and you are walking with Him, then you're going to interact with each other based on what Christ has done, right? And there is this sense of measuring up all the time. Even when one is weak, um, the other one covers over a multitude of sins, right, with the love of Jesus. So there's this... Um, sort of balancing out teamwork, if you will, instead of being each person doing their own part independently and like a seesaw, right? And you're just trying to always get it right. It is you're, you're moving forward, um, yoked to Christ together, and he's carrying the weight, right? And so while he's in the middle holding, it says all things are held together in Christ, right? So um, when the marriage is held together in Christ, when the cord of three strands is there, when uh, you and I are yoked together with Jesus and he's pulling the weight for us, he's bearing the weight, then it's like we're just having a conversation, walking down the road together. And, you know, you might say, I'm tired or I'm not doing well. Oh, okay. And so we just look to Jesus together and we get the strength that we need to keep moving forward. It's much more of a teamwork, a life-giving, a I'm not you against me or you separate from me, but us together with Jesus. It's a whole new ballgame. I think we need to do on the next podcast talking about how we then walk by the Spirit. Yeah. In essence, what, what you just said, what I heard you say is that we either treat each other according to what we've done or we treat each other according to what Jesus has done. Absolutely. And those two things, as you said, are night and day. They are. Um, if I were treated according to my sins, I would always and forever be under the the law of sin and death. And I would never change um, in the sense of in our marriage. Right. Now, I can be under the law of the spirit of life myself, but if you and I both aren't, then one of us is going to be treating the other one according to their sins, right. not according to Jesus' salvation sanctification and setting free of that person. So this is what we need to talk about in the next podcast is things such as what if one person in the marriage is under the law of the spirit of life and is enjoying freedom, enjoying there being no condemnation, enjoying this, like you said, feeling of always measuring up. Yeah. Isn't that a glorious thought <laughs> that in Christ we always measure up? Right. We, 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 the, the bar was set very high and in Jesus, we cleared it by a mile. Mm -hmm. We jumped over that. Us, we sinners right. have been declared righteous, meaning we've cleared the bar that we're required to jump over. Mm -hmm. Uh, we've, we've won the race that we're required to run. We've aced the test. We've mm -hmm. all of these Things are true about the believer, and we have to, you have to look at me, and I have to look at you as having already measured up completely. Therefore, I'm not going to be harsh with you, or judgmental with you, or nitpick your behavior, or things like that. Because why? I see you literally as perfect. Right. 
And this is a glorious way in which to interact. I know, Jody, you have treated me in all of my sin as one who has measured up, as one who was justified by God, declared righteous because of the cross, and who lives now by the power of the Spirit. You've, you've treated me this way for as far back as I can remember. And I love it, and I thank you. And I love you, too, so much. And I'm so thankful that Jesus has done this wonderful work in our marriage. And I'm so thankful that we can share it. Um, you know, it's one thing to um, be um, experiencing it. It's another thing to share it and to see other people come into this joy as well. It just makes it all the more sweeter, right? And that's what my hope and prayer is for all that are listening and um, that they would they would know the fullness of, of their experience with Christ. Um, when we, when we say that salvation is just for, um, you know, oh, just for the forgiveness of our sins, we are limiting it. It's like flying over Rome and saying, oh, I visited Rome once. No, no, you didn't. You just flew over it. That's not visiting it. Visiting it is actually going to the city and walking on the streets and eating the food and meeting the people and hearing the language and listening to the music, taking it in, experiencing it. You have to be there, right? And this is what we want. We want you to know the fullness of what you have received in Christ because it will change the way you interact with every single person person in your life, especially the one that's closest to you, your spouse. I want to close this podcast with verse three. And mine says, for what the law could not do, that is, overcome sin and remove its penalty and its power. For what the law could not do, being weakened by the flesh, that is, man's nature without the Holy Spirit, God did. Yes. For what the law could not do, God did. Amen. And let's look at how he did it. He sent his own son in the likeness of sinful man as an offering for sin. And he condemned sin in the flesh. He subdued it and overcame it in the person of his own son. Jody, I've tried for years to overcome sin. I tried to walk right, to live according to the law. And I discovered something. And that is the law is perfect and righteous and holy but it could not make me perfect and righteous and holy. The reason is, <laughs> right? Because it, my flesh was weak. Yeah. As, as human beings, we have weak flesh. But what happens is when we come to the cross, we view the sin offering. In other words, we look at the Lamb of God dying and we see that he took away our sin. Right. He took away our guilt. He took away our punishment. He took our penalty. He died under everything we should have died under. And so as our substitute, what he did is he also took away the curse of the law. Um, And by doing that, he, by being a sin offering, set us free from the law. Set us free from its penalty. Set us free from the curse of it. And in doing that, he purchased the blessing of the Spirit. And Jody, it's the Spirit. The Spirit that enables and empowers and lives through us, enabling us to do what the law could never do in us. The Spirit of God, the cross of Christ, and the Spirit of God do amazing, supernatural, powerful things 
in the life of a believer. They do indeed. Yeah. Let's close today with prayer. And uh, Jody, I'll ask you to pray. Maybe there's someone who feels that they are under the law of sin and death, that they don't measure up, that they keep stumbling, they keep trying, and they just can't get there. And they know the requirements of God, but they can't meet them. And, or maybe they're in a marriage where they are treating their spouse according to the law, treating them naturally, treating them as any other person would do. And they need to begin to change. Or maybe they're in a marriage where their spouse treats them in a way that's natural, according to their sins. Um, pray for them just now that the cross of Christ might break through with power, that the Spirit of God might begin enabling them uh, in this way to be free from the law of sin and death. Yeah. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for Jesus. We thank you so much that he has set us free from our body of death. We thank you so much for loving us and sending Jesus to die in our place to take away the condemnation that weighed us down and, and, and caused us to be um, mean ourselves and, and uh, just so frustrated by life and each other, easily angered, treating each other according to our sins based on our performance. Um, we thank you that you loved us and you showed us what love is by sending Jesus to die on the cross to set us free from that law of sin and death. Oh, Father, we come to you today and we lift up our brothers and sisters around the world, wherever they are, whether they're the one who's under condemnation because of their own sin or whether they're the one who is condemning someone for their sin. Whatever, whatever uh, place they find themselves today, I pray that they would look up to you Jesus and see and experience the fullness of what you have done on the cross not just for them but for everyone around them for the sins of the whole world behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world and you have done it you declared with a loud voice and in victory um, it is finished and God I pray that as we look to Jesus today together and we see that it is finished that we would live in that finished work, that we would live as those who are free from the law of sin and death and live with others as those, as, as people who are free of the law of sin and death in Jesus. And that we would be able to interact with each other in love and grace and, and joy, experience the joy and the sweetness that comes from um, being focused on Christ and His cross. I pray today that you would um, just pour out your love into our hearts so that it overflows to those around us. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.